Hey there, I'm Consequence of Sound film editor Dominic Suzanne Mayer, host of Filmography, a filmmaker's podcast. Every quarter I spotlight a different visionary director and team up with a rotating panel of guests for a comprehensive dive into that director's body of work. From style to performance to the little things you might not have caught on a first, second, or third viewing, Filmography turns the lens around for a closer look at the greatest visionaries of the silver screen. Find us at Consequences Sound, iTunes, or wherever you procure fine podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to Consequence of Sound, the podcast. This feed is home to all your favorite Consequence of Sound editorial content turned into bite-sized podcasts for the music fan on the go who wants to stay in the know. Most often, it's home to album reviews, as well as features like track-by-track and artist interviews. Well, Lollapalooza just happened, and as a result, we've got a whole host of artist interviews from on-site at Lollapalooza. So join us as we discuss the history of this revered festival and defining performances with artists old and new to the Lollapalooza stage. Welcome back backstage at Lollapalooza 2018. I am Tyler Clark with Consequence of Sound, uh, sitting down with Lee K. Lee. Thank you for uh, sitting down with us this afternoon. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We are, uh, we are super excited to be uh, chatting with you this afternoon. I'm super excited to be chatting with you this afternoon. Mike over here is excited to be chatting with you, so it's uh, just a lot of excitement in this tent. Um, so your latest record, uh, So Sad, So Sexy, came out earlier this year. The response has been uh, great from what I've seen. How has it felt to you to get that out? Well, it felt great to get it out, like with anything. I'm always working on things very intensely, and it's a very tortured process. So to just finish anything in my life is a blessing and then the response I can't really some people like it some people don't and I've seen the um, something that a lot of people have have talked about in in uh, reaction to the record is the uh, the sort of use or presence of uh, a trap influence um, in the production and in in the uh, in the music what drew you to those sounds and I guess what also made them feel suitable for this material in particular well it was just what I was listening to at the time and what I was inspired by. And this is always how I work. For example, when I was doing Wounded Rhymes, I was listening to only Alan Lomax, and that's why that had a more vintage sound. And now I was in the mood to make something contemporary and go outside of my comfort zone and experiment. So you, I know throughout your career, you've worked with a lot of different uh, producers um, from Rostam, whose old band Vampire Weekend was here, to Skrillex. What, I guess, has, you know, working with such a range of people um, done for you as a writer and a performer? And also, like, did you ever consider along the way, like, sticking with one of them for longer? Like, did anything really click and you went like, oh, that would be something that I could explore more? Well, I did end up making finishing I work with a lot of different people and then me and Malay finished the whole album together so I did find him and found everything I needed in him so he really helped me piece everything together so I know that um, in a lot of other um, interviews that you've done recently you've talked about the sort of tumultuous um, few years and the circumstances behind a lot of the material that you that you released on um, so sad so sexy and I think that you uh, mentioned at one point there there was a feeling of like being reborn um, over the last 
couple of years. Or I, I don't know. Uh, I've gotten that sense in in some of the things that that I've uh, read. What I guess what advice would you like now like give to your old self um, if you had the chance? It's difficult because I think I wouldn't have predicted that it would be such a stormy time. So. Like, fucking hang tight. Shit's about to go down. Yeah. But, you know, as humans, we survive. So, I guess, like, the world and the universe won't give you anything that you can't survive. Hopefully. So, you will survive. Now, I know that, that part of that, uh, the upheaval of the last few years included a uh, relocation. You, you moved from... Sweden to Los Angeles, uh, yeah. and I, I was just wondering what the like what the adjustment process has been like for that kind of shift, and also like I, I uh, another thing that like when I was thinking about that that I sort of keyed in on personally was like you know you moved here just in time for like this sort of very tumultuous yeah. point in America's history, so like how does it feel to be like choosing America at this point in in time when with all you know everything that's going on. I just spent the whole summer in Europe, so I'm not really, and I feel very European. Like when I am in America, I always feel like I'm a visitor and I'm just watching something. So, but it's been interesting really being able to absorb the American culture and maybe understand it a bit more. And I think that's why the album sounds like it does too, because I was living that type of life, like driving my car, listening to hip hop and meeting new people and feeling like an underdog, like someone that doesn't know anything. So it was a very interesting time, but what's going on politically is very, very disturbing. And I have no idea what to do about it and how to choose the right thing. I mean, the there's things going on in Europe too. The right wing is getting way stronger and like racism is so big everywhere now. So I think it's a scary time for everyone. Well, then also, like, I mean, speaking of, like, uh, some of the, the, you know, political things that are going on recently, I know that, like, in the music world and in um, the festival world in, in particular, like, a lot of the big festivals this year have been criticized for their relative lack of female performers in, like, prominent booking spaces um, at a time when a lot of other festivals are moving towards a more sort of equitable model of booking. A lot of the, the festivals that have taken the, the key change initiative thing like Iceland Airwaves and, and some of the other um, festivals around the world that are moving towards the 50-50 split. Um, how does that criticism resonate with you personally and as an artist? Uh, well, I encourage this discussion, but I think it's also, I mean, this goes back to everything. Like in America, you don't get maternity leave enough. So like this is a problem that is is way larger than just music festivals this is the world and it's fucked up and I think we really have to like look at you have to start when people are children and like girls and boys are not treated equally from the beginning so or encouraged so that's something that we need to start doing yeah and I mean I think that that's something that I've felt um, especially in the last couple of years that for me like uh, you know be like the music world was someplace that I would always like come to retreat from the issues of the yeah. day to a point and now it's there you don't really have a, a, a choice like it's so pervasive that like even even the act of like coming to a music festival sometimes feels political in a way that I don't think it did a 
few years ago. Yeah, and I think like music is one of the places where it's still powerful to be a woman and appreciate it. So, you know, there's other areas that are definitely worse. So uh, just real quick also, I know that last year um, one big project that we've talked about around the office was uh, your appearance in uh, Terrence Malick film Song to Song uh, with Ryan Gosling and mm. it was a great, great film. Um, how was that for you? And then also, like, is that something that, that you would pursue more of or is there more acting in your future? And what other, I mean, you worked with such a legendary director on this one, like what other directors would you like to work with if it's something that you would want to do again? Uh, it is, but like the list that I have in my head, <laughs> who that would be is insane and what, you know, like the best actresses in the world would want to work with as well. So it's in God's hands, really. Sure. And I'm not even religious. Yeah. So we also do a lot of like film stuff, too. And just real quick, like while we're on the subject, like uh, what are like some of your favorite films or what films maybe have influenced some of your um some of your music, whether directly or just in terms of like a general like milieu. There's so many films. Um, I was really inspired by Gaspar Noé. Um, I mean, one film that I saw recently that crushed me completely was uh, Incendie. Um, the way that that story is beyond and even the use of music and cinema photography um, what else I mean, so, like I, I'm a big fan of French cinema um, and Italian and Swedish mm, like La Vida Del La Haine um, yes yeah. <laughs> you understand sure absolutely yeah well thank you so much for sitting down with us here backstage at thank Lollapalooza Stay tuned for more artist interviews from Lollapalooza all week long. And if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know via Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. On Apple Podcasts, you can hop on, leave us a five-star review, and if you got some thoughts to share with us, why not write us a review? And on Podchaser, you can not only rate and review this series, Consequence of Sound, but you could also rate and review this specific episode. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you very soon with an all-new episode of Consequence of Sound. Consequence Podcast Network.